0: When the sun goes down, it's time for Nightwave.
1: I'm John Nate, and you're on the Nightwave show. Here's a couple of numbers for a start. It's been 38 consecutive weeks that you've been listening to Nightwave, and eight 80 weeks in total and if you remember my penchant for paying attention to numbers, 80 episodes is something to be really proud of. So I am proud of this fact and I thought I'm gonna make a special show to mark this occasion. Since what you get to listen to on Nightwave is steeped in the 80's era or in the reinterpretation of the 80's, I wanna look back on some of the most pivotal songs from the year 1980. You know, the masterpieces that would go on to define the new wave and synth-pop genres. It goes without saying that the turn of the 80s decade was a revolutionary moment in the history of electronic music, synthesizer music to be precise. So paying a tribute to it and celebrating 80 episodes of Nightwave playing this kind of music is the least I could do. No surprise there was one Ukrainian band with roots in the 80s new wave. The band that not only projected the achievements of the 80s onto their own music, they also designed the grammar of the Ukrainian new wave and only advanced it throughout the first incarnation of the band's existence. Of course I'm talking about Skryabin and this time around I want to put on something from their last classic LP This. Although being released in 2002 there's a reason for me to play that song and of course a fun fact behind it, I'm gonna disclose everything in just a couple of Minutes. For now, Scrabin, ne Budu Tam, or I will not be there.
0: Mm-hmm. Smile.
1: Doesn't this one sound too familiar? Isn't it like 80s and all that? What if I played you one little excerpt from this track?
0: Never, never go.
1: You bet this is never, never comes from the British UK band Classies Nouveau, taken from their 1983 album Secret. But it's no secret that the cover version that was opening the show belongs to Skryabin, a Ukrainian electronic band that already needs no introduction here on the show. Yane Budu Tam is track number two on Skryabin's last classic new wave album, Striptez, which is highly recommended for your listening pleasure, by the way. Speaking of Yane Budu Tam, here's what the album liner notes say: I will not be there. We definitely will not be there. That's why we ripped off our favorite song. From Classy's Nouveau because nobody else had ever thought to do that. The track also features vocal contributions from Yulia Lord, a frequent contributor on Scrabin's late 90s output and a purveyor of the Ukrainian alternative electronics and trip hop. Yani Budutam is not the only cover on the strip this record. The other one, as you might know, is Yatvi Pasajir, a spectacular rendition of Depeche Mode Behind the Wheel, which opens episode 63, one of the episodes dedicated to selected covers of the DM's back catalog, the other one being episode 72. So check them out. But anyway, the very fact of Scrabin covering a track from the early 80s proved they wanted to leave a new wave flare on the Ukrainian underground scene. I don't want to downplay the band's contribution to the emergence of the local New Romantic movement, but they really did so. They left a large footprint, which was never, ever achieved by any other Ukrainian band or artist. So be sure to expect more from Scrabin on the show, down the road. This is episode 80 and I'm celebrating 80 weeks of Nightwave by revisiting the Golden Gems from the year 80, but there is one particular track without which all this 80s craze wouldn't even break out. Here's Way Army with the phenomenal Our Friends Electric.
0: Alone, now I can think for myself. About little deals and issues things I just do not understand. I could write light at night, I was like touching tones. I don't think I mean anything to you. This is Net Rave with John May.
1: hook is so contagious, it disarms you right from the beginning, and you can't do anything but nod your head or tap your feet and dance, no matter how odd you might look from a side. Released in May 1979, Our Friends Electric quickly became a game-changer in the new wave and synth-pop scene of the time, setting or rather breaking all the rules. Gary Newman, who was fronting Chuwe Army before they adopted his first and last names, said that the riff, like much of the song, happened on the fly. I wrote it on an old pop piano my mom and dad bought, which I didn't realize was out of tune. It was initially two different songs, which is why it's over five minutes long. I had a verse from one, the chorus from the other and was struggling to mix them together. I got so fed up, one day I played them one after another and suddenly they sounded right. So the song is a combination of me not being able to write songs and not being able to play them either. The main melody is one note sharp, since I had a wrong note on the old piano and it sounded better. I ended up recording it on a polymook synthesizer, played with one finger. It sounded very different and futuristic, but there was still some bass and drums in there, so people had something familiar to connect with. Commenting on the song's lyrics, Newman went on. The lyrics came from short stories I had written about what London would be like in 30 years. These machines, friends, come to the door. They supply services of various kinds. But your neighbors never know what they really are, since they look human. The one in the song is a prostitute, hence the inverted commas. It was released in May 1979 and sold a million copies. I had a number one single with the song about a robot prostitute and no one knew. Well now you do. Finally, here's to the first classic jam from the year 1980, which has a fun story behind and is also very timely today now that Russia is waging the war against my country. I have always loved the name of this band. Here come OMD, or Orchestral Manoeuvres in the Dark, with Anola Gay. Now you don't get to tell this from the song seemingly jolly nature, but Enola Gay is an anti-war song. It was written by the band's lead vocalist and bass player Andy Makalski and addresses the atomic bombing of Hiroshima by an aircraft called Enola Gay in August 1945. However, it all goes back much, much earlier, to Andy's childhood. He had a deep fascination with the airplanes, in particular the World War II airplanes, and the warfare in general, but not in some kind of celebratory way or something. As Andy told later, he developed this love in a sense that he was drawn by the horror of it and the moral dilemma that people were allowed to do things in war that were illegal at times of peace. One other fun fact is that the song is more about the plane itself, rather than the bombing. Here's how Mikulski explained that. I was very proud of myself for writing this line. Is mother proud of little boy today? Because it had multiple meanings. Ola Gay was Paul Tibbet's mother's name. Paul Tibbet, by the way, is the name of a pilot who dropped the bomb on Hiroshima. That was a fairly bizarre thing. To name a plane after your mother and then go and drop an atom bomb. Plus the bomb was codenamed Little Boy. When people said, how can you write a cheerful sounding pop song about such an atrocity? One of the defenses I used was, is it worse than naming the plane after your mother and then dropping the atom bomb? I think that in the context of the Russian-Ukrainian war, which is ongoing, Enola Gay is gaining yet another meaning. Funny how after the release of Enola Gay, the track was firstly banned from a BBC children's program. Not because of the events reference in the track, but because of a bizarre misinterpretation that it was promoting homosexuality. However, later on, Enola Gay became a following in the LGBT community, and this was embraced by the band with no problem. You ready for another jam from the 80s in the meantime? Let's go fade to grey with Visage! Wave and all that jazz.
0: Sans la pluie, la monnaie tanguée, entend les notes d'une chanson montée, sortant de derrière un bossier, espérons que les vies.
1: Sometimes, simplicity is the key, and simple instrumentation of Fade to Grey from Visage, originally starting off as a piano piece, is definitely enough to make the track an eyebrow raiser, never goes out of vogue, and sounds as awe inspiring as it did four decades ago. Beautifully melancholic, hauntingly charming, full of mystery and menace, Fade to Grey still is a dance floor killer. The fun fact is that in the official U2 autobiography Bono claims that Adam Clayton U2 bass player was trying to copy the bass line of Fade to Grey and no matter how hard he tried, he couldn't quite put it together. But what he did end up was New Year's Day, U2's first major hit, which, surprise, surprise, is one of my favorite tracks of theirs. Well, I do like some U2 now and then, don't you? Funny how in the YouTube video titled Visage Fade to Grey Explained, Chris Payne from Visage, who actually created the famous bass line in the track, reacts to the U2 story. So, indirectly, I was kind of responsible for that. And do I want royalties? No. But do I want to have a drink with them and shake his hand? Yes. So, Adam, if you happen to listen to this, give us a call and we go out for a beer." Of course, I can't replicate Mr. Payne's British accent, but anyway. Aside from Chris Payne, the writing credits of pay gray also go to Billy Curie and Me Jure from Ultrawox. So now, I just can't resist playing this remarkable number from Alterworks. Taken from their fourth studio album Vienna, which came out in 1980, here's the title track Vienna.
0: This is Night Wave and all that jazz.
1: An absolutely stunning composition and a masterpiece of the new wave era. The fun fact is that according to his ultra bandmate and the co-author of the song Billy Curie, Midge Ure, who took over the vocal duties shortly after John Fox embarked on his solo career, was pretty much hesitant about one moment in that song. He thought that the track had too much of a classical romantic feel of the orchestral element and said, this means nothing to me. When the Ultravox producer heard that, he was like, well, sing that then. When entering the studio, Jörg said that he had only one line on his mind, the feeling is gone, this means nothing to me, oh Vienna. And the rest is history. I'm ending this one with yet another landmark song that was way ahead of its time, proclaiming that the new kind of European music was no longer waiting in the wings, rather it was already there to stay, conquering the fragile new romantics hearts of the 80s generation. Follow Nightwave on socials, hit those likes, shares, leave your comments and if you want to join the special Nightwave community and build it together with me, support the show on Patreon. Here's Underpass from Mr. John Fox. Go look back on the ages. I'm sure there's plenty of bands, artists and stories behind their works that are waiting for you. My name's John Nate and we'll keep on writing next time.